And I, I really want to thank you for Halloween night, John Paul. I mean, you really came through for me that night. I really appreciate it. I, I didn't see you Halloween night. No, I mean, you, we didn't see each other, but, you know, my daughter went trick-or-treating and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ate tons of candy, just tons of it. I didn't give her any candy. Well, she was bouncing off the walls, like, you got to go to bed. It's like 9.30 at night. Uh-huh. She wouldn't fall asleep. So what I did is went to my phone, got my phone out there, plugged in DC Comics Rush Hour. And within two minutes, she's uh, okay. out code. Okay. I should have saw that coming. Should have. Yeah. All right, we're going to start the show. Welcome to the Old Titans Podcast. This is John Paul. Your co-creator of the Old Titans Podcast, writer, editor, overall funny guy, and 51% shareholder of the Old Titans Podcast, the one and only B-Man. Sure, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of uh, let that all slide, yeah, whatever. I actually found out yeah. I'm actually majority shareholder since I named us originally. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. Who pays the bill? That doesn't matter, <laughs> I guess. It doesn't? Okay, I thought that had something to do with it. Maybe. You know, maybe. A little bit? 50.5. How about 50.50? How about 50.50? We'll negotiate that later on. Okay, yeah, there we go. So welcome, everybody. This well, is, uh, we're in November. Yes, I, I can't. Honestly, I can't believe we're November already. This year has disappeared. I think it has just something to do with the fact that we're old Titans, and time just seems to be flying. Yeah, we're getting older every year, and kind of put things on hold now. Just enjoy the summertime, enjoy the fall. No, it's over already. Yeah, yeah. Although right now the temperatures are great, except for indoors. Right now it is freezing indoors. Yeah, if anyone doesn't live in Florida, it's the most bizarre thing. Because I moved from up north to get away from the cold. Yeah. And some reason in Florida, everybody decides to blast the AC in, inside, so it's always freezing inside. Yeah, it, it's just so. If north is cold outside. Florida is cold inside. Go figure. I'd still take Florida though. I would do. Okay. <laughs> so we probably should start with our normal B-man question of the week. Easy question. What is your favorite one and done movie? I mean, you watched it once, loved it. I'm not gonna watch it again. Now, again, yeah. just to clarify, I mean, if it's yeah. in the background or you happen to flip through a TV one day and see it. But doesn't mean you haven't. You just right. have no intention of... Right. You're not going out of your way to see it again. Right. No intention of seeing it again. Once was enough. That type of thing. Yeah. All right. This was a hard one. Okay. It, it wasn't hard to think of movies that fit the definition, but it was a hard one to pick one because there are several that fall into that. I finally narrowed it down to, I think I said earlier, three... Then I narrowed it down to two, and about five minutes ago, I finally picked between the two. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was up to the last minute here. Okay. Uh, it might have been five minutes ago. It might have been you know, three and a half minutes ago. I don't know. It depends on how long we've been recording here. Um, one I finally went with, this could be a surprise to, you know, to you or anybody else that might be listening, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Wow. That's it's, actually a good option. I didn't think of that. It, it's an important movie. If if you like sci-fi, it's in a very important movie. It was good, and it was good, but it was also slow in so much of it. And I have seen bits or clips, like you know, you'll watch some kind of documentary about you know classic moments in sci-fi, or one of those Facebook videos, top five, this, that, or the others. You know, they use clips from two thousand one a lot. Um, you know, it's full of stars. You know, that, those those kind of clips. So I've seen bits and pieces, but really, I've only sat down and watched the whole thing one time, and I don't have any interest in sitting down and watching it again. 
um, I'll the music's great, and I'll occasionally joke of you know Daisy, Daisy, and you know you do the howl voice or whatever, but that's about it. You know, it's funny because I didn't even consider that one, and I watched it full, you know, yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's been years. It's been a long time, but I don't think I've seen it since either. So yeah. I didn't even think of that one. Congratulations, John Paul. You might actually change my answer. I'm going to keep my original <laughs> answer, though. But you might actually change it on me. All right. I was actually thinking James Cameron's Avatar. Never seen it. I saw it once in the theaters, you know, that's yeah. when 3D first hit really yeah, it big. Was, it was what, it's the reason we're having to pay so much money, extra money for 3D movies today. Yeah, because everybody's doing it now. Everybody. Saw it, loved it, wouldn't bother DVD, haven't watched it since. <laughs> Might have, it lets me borrow, might have watched in the background, like I said, once or twice, but yeah. never saw it early through, and no desire to watch it all the way through. I've seen clips from it. Whether those clips were me flipping the TV around and, oh, Avatar. I still haven't seen that. Eh, okay, whatever, and then keep going. Yeah, I might watch five minutes, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. And because I was thinking, too, you know, Cameron made Titanic, and I watched Titanic the first time, and I, I, I admit, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, oh, it's a romance movie. It was, it was enjoyable. Yeah, but I'm, not, I'm never gonna watch that again. Yeah, you're done. I'm done. I sorry. So Cameron, maybe he, he makes the good movie you see once and you're good. Well, no, except he's made some other ones that are. Well, he's more, made like T2 and that yeah. kind of stuff too as well, which is just amazing. That I do like to watch over and over. I mean, yeah, but I, don't, I, I think it's when um, he realized he had become not eh, James Cameron. He had become James Cameron. You know, when he became that something else I wonder if in it's Hollywood. the three hour mark it's like okay you know what if it's going to be three hours long you got to hold my interest the entire time and yeah. make it like Lord of the Rings Yeah, I can still watch Lord of the Rings again yeah oh yeah four, but, the four hour Return well, of the King version I can watch again and again yeah but again you got to hold my interest completely I get even yeah. enthralled by you liked Avatar I thought it was really good made, well made I don't think I'm going to watch it again the yeah. sequel's coming out I'm not even sure I'll see the sequels I probably will because I'm sure they're going to be huge hits, but... I'll have to see the first one before I see the sequels. Probably. Well, having a DVD, you can borrow it, John Paul, because I don't think I'm... If I still have it, I'm going to get right. rid of it. All right. So that was a good one. That, that was a good one. But I that, had another one for next week, too, and two minutes ago we mentioned it, and I'm like, I gotta say that question. And I forgot what it was, so I get time to think of one. Yeah, time to think of it. I think I think I remember what you're talking okay. about. So, But that's the end of the show. Okay. So we got some time. So now, into the news. All right, some... Pretty cool news this week. Guess what I'm going to start out with? DC. A DC news item. But only sort of. Only sort of. Okay. Because it's somebody who's been in lots of other stuff, including Marvel stuff. Zachary Levi has been cast. And depending on the headline you read, I'm going to use the one I prefer. Zachary Levi has been cast as Captain Marvel. This is the original Captain Marvel. Shazam! Lightning come down. Boom. Changes. Yes, in the comics, over the past five years, they've only been calling him Shazam. I think that's dumb. His name is Captain Marvel. He says the word Shazam and changes into Captain Marvel. Whatever. However you want to look at it. Uh, they're working on that movie, and um, you know, The Rock was cast as Black Adam quite some time ago. And I think they said it's supposed to start filming in the spring, like February, March, April, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, it is definitely going to be one of the lighter of the DC movies. Uh, that's kind of their, their goal. Okay. So it's... Um, you know, that's coming. That's a thing. I don't know if you... I think you like him. Um, I like him, but yeah, the desire isn't there. Okay. Currently. That, that, that's cool. 
Uh, second item. I bet you can't guess what my second item is going to be about. DC? Yeah, very good. So um, is this DC Comics Rush Hour Part 2? No, no, you know, really not. I don't want to bore anybody. No, no. Okay. It just okay, so okay, happens that as I checked the headlines right before lunch, right before we started all this, this was in the headline. The Zachary Levi thing I wanted to mention, but this one was in the headline today. Wonder Woman just passed, um, I believe it was Spider-Man was the one it just passed, for the highest grossing superhero origin movie. So now for the... It just passed Spider-Man? L- the original? It, it had already passed... Um, Several other things, um, but it, it just passed the original um, as origin movie okay. or whatever. I don't know. There, there's, there's a whole lot of weird statistics that are out there, and, well, that's one of them. And being John Paul, you define the one that praises DC the most. I get you. I didn't write the headline. I'm just repeating well, it. It's from a DC Comics headline? Yeah. Um, I think it might just... I think one of the reasons it's hitting the headlines so much is this is definitely between Trump's comments and acts in the past during the election last year and a lot of stuff that has happened this year, anything that is female empowerment, female focused or female negative, as in, you know, some of the stuff from Trump, Mm -hmm. it's all, you know, it's all feeding together. You know, it's, it's one of those moments in time where it's just all clicking together. So I think if Wonder Woman had come out two years earlier or two years later, it would have done well. But it probably came out at exactly the right time to ride that wave of, of everything that's going on. Because, okay. I mean, you hear, you know, some of his comments. You hear about women in science doing wonderful things. You hear sexual harassment com- complaints. You hear yeah. left and right. So, you know, it's, I think it hit at just the right time to tell, tell a good story. Okay. I mean, so I mean, if I'm complaining, if, if I'm too into DC, do you have anything you want to mention? No, I mean, it, it was a you know, it, Wonder Woman was great. You know, some people liked it better when it was called Captain America, but you know, Wonder Woman, yeah, it was a good movie. Let's <laughs> see where you, what you yeah, did there. Yeah, because you know they stole Captain America's story and just went with that. Right. Okay. Sure. Okay. But, um, other news. I'm sure you heard the Kevin Spacey thing going on. Just more accusations in Hollywood right now. Kind of disgusting stuff going on. But um, his show, House of Cards is now, I guess, entering the sixth season, the last season, suspended indefinitely as of right now. Quit wow. Netflix. Um, wow. You know, not getting the show. Um, just hopefully... I, I don't even know how to respond to this. I mean, what's going on right now, but... This is, this is where a lot of networks and everybody else are probably going to want to have more ensemble shows yeah. without a really identified central character. You want to have a full, like, if anybody takes a job somewhere, leaves, does anything else, it doesn't really affect anything. Um, I'm going to wrap it back around to a DC piece for a moment. Okay. If you um, have somebody from Titanic, you know, Professor Martin Stein on Legends of Tomorrow was in Titanic. Titanic, he's the one, I believe, he's, who... He was the captain, right, I believe? No, he wasn't the captain. I think he's the one who funded the building of it or whatever the movie. But it... Either way, he's, he's getting ready to leave Legends, but that's not going to really hurt it because it's such an ensemble show. Any one of that cast can come and go as they please for good or bad reasons, and the show continues hopefully on. Hopefully for good. That's some, hopefully good. Just this point on, hopefully, yeah, hopefully this stuff happens. Good. No more of this. It's getting out yeah. of hand right now. So for my next news story, I bet you can't guess where I'm going next. Thor Ragnarok. No, 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 no. no. But it is Marvel. It is Marvel news. Okay, what's that? Spider-Man. So my... One of my top two uh, Marvel characters, Spider-Man and Hulk, um, who's in Thor, by the way. Hulk, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Spider-Man just had a very is that important... a spoiler? Because I haven't seen it yet. 
It's in all the commercials. That is true. Okay. Everywhere. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah we're not going to do spoilers on Thor stuff, but okay. that if it's been in the commercials for six to nine months, it's probably okay to mention it. Okay. Um, maybe not in context of how it actually happens in the movie, but that that's things fine. happen. All right. So Spider-Man. There are certain pivotal moments in characters' lives in comics that you sometimes don't see them coming and sometimes do. Um, the Lois, uh, the the marriage of Lois and Clark, the marriage of Mary Jane and Peter, things like that. You know, those are pivotal moments. Um, Spider Man, as Spider Man, not as Peter, but as Spider Man, sat down for a one on one, exclusive interview with J. Jonah Jameson, and they had a real heart to heart. Be completely open and blunt, and talk about their feelings about each other and life and heroics and so on. Um, and at the end of the interview, Peter removes the masks, and in no twist where J. Jonah Jameson thinks that you're just pretending to be Spider-Man. How can you do that? You know, no, no, it's it's real. He he revealed who he is, and leaves it in Jonah's hands to decide. Is he going to do anything about that? Is he going to tell the world? Is he going to keep it a secret? And that's how the story ends. And, you know, they actually had this amazing... Remember the What If comics back in the day? Yeah, yeah. When Spider-Man... Uh, I think Punisher actually killed Spider-Man. And J. Jonah James found out who he really was. Yeah. And you could tell he was heartbroken by it. Yeah. Because as much as he hates Peter in the comics, he, I think he genuinely cares for him and respects him and you know, yeah, loves yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, So it's one of those things. So, um... Well, and this is the second... Well, I guess, in a way, this is the third time. Civil War, of course, Peter revealed to the world who he was. Didn't they have that one more day? But they've gotten rid of that. Line. They've yeah. gotten rid of that. That didn't happen. But in the Ultimate no. Universe, J. Jonah Jameson found out who, that Peter was um, Spider-Man. But in that, he had a change of heart about his feelings and actually decided, because he knew he really was trying to do good, that he wouldn't reveal it, he wouldn't do anything, but he would secretly, behind the scenes do what he could to help Spider-Man in whatever small way he could help. And when that Peter died and Miles Morales took over in the Ultimate Universe, he carried on the same thing. So they've, they've gone that direction once before, so it'll be interesting to see how they take it in these comics. But I think it's kind of a cool dynamic, a change, or whatever. So I want to make sure to mention it since it's such as a big As long piece. as they don't bring up one more day again, Yeah, no, I know. No, no. Then, then I'm okay. Yeah. Just don't do that again. Unless they want to make fun of it. They could make fun of it somehow. Yeah. No, don't even bring it up. Okay. okay. No, no more clones, no more of that. Now we're good. All right. So, two more pieces of news. Okay. The next to last one is in 13 days, Justice League hits the theaters. Look at you, John Paul, with all your DC news out I there. I know, I know. I, I swear you go to, like, these DC panels and just break out all the news and... You throw that one Marvel piece in there every so often, just to... Well, you know... Seem non-biased, which you, by the way, are the most biased person now when it comes to <laughs> comics. Uh, it happens. Followed closely by your wife. So, yeah, we're good. Okay, all right, all right. So, but anyway, 13 days till that comes out, which um, I took a picture in front of their big stand-up last night at the movie theater when I went to see... That's a drum roll, by the way, just so you know. No jumps. Okay, Thor Ragnarok's premiere. Yes. Um, so when that opened last night. Technically, today is the premiere... Yeah, but last night was the premiere. It, it's it's gotten premiere preview. Yeah, whatever, whatever they want to call it. I don't it. even know anymore. I don't know why they 
bother saying that. They, they were going to keep backing it up until, you know, something premieres on this Friday. actually started showing last it's Friday. It's kind of like Black yeah. Friday, which is now Thursday. And yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, there it is. Um, Thor came out, um, went to see it. The theaters were very crowded. Lots of theaters sold out. This movie is going to make a ton of money. Um, just wanted to make sure to mention that as our last news item. So I know we were going to talk about it as one of our main topics as well. But you haven't seen it, correct? Right. Um, I don't want to spoil and, this and, one. And the one day it came out, you haven't seen it yet. Yes. And this because it is so new, I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, yes, Hulk is in it. That's all over the trailers. There are trailers that show the Hulk ten times more than they show Thor because they're using that as a selling point. So I don't want to spoil anything beyond what you've seen in trailers. So you had mentioned asked me some questions. What I thought about it is like, you know, that's a good way to actually make sure I don't say anything accidentally. Why don't you just ask me questions about the movie, and that way you can make sure I don't answer something you don't want to know. No, just to start it off with, do you think this movie would be better if it actually called Hulk and Thor would be a side character? No. No. For, the, for this story, this is, this is a Thor story. It's a Thor story. It's a Thor story. Um, I know a lot of people, uh, women in particular, love Tom Hiddleston, a.k.a. Loki. Yeah. Um, big role, small role? Big role. Not as big as Thor. I'm making a pun there on muscles or whatever. But uh, Actually, he is in it probably almost as many minutes or screen time as Thor. No kidding. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got a lot of screen time. That's good, uh... So just let I me mean, give me a, a just a rough idea of what's happening here. Um, don't give me too much for the story. Just, okay. okay. Well, it's Ragnarok. You know, the, the title of the movie is Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Yeah, so. so if you know anything about Norse mythology or read Thor comics, Ragnarok is the twilight of the gods yeah. in Norse mythology. It's where Surtur rises up and destroys Asgard and all that kind of stuff. That's the that's the Norse myth. In the comics, they've done variations of it where Ragnarok starts and they stop it and back and forth. DC's even done a Ragnarok story once because, I mean, it's just Norse mythology. And they used it to trap the Justice Society in a never-ending loop of fighting it so they didn't age for a long time. I mean, everybody's done... I had to bring up the Justice Society, didn't you? We're talking Marvel it, news, and you had to bring up I'm the just Justice saying, Society. I'm just saying there's multiple things okay, out there about okay, Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah, we know Ragnarok is. So, I will say that while Ragnarok is important to this, they could have just called this Thor 3, and it would have been fine. They didn't have to call it Thor Ragnarok. Um... I think the reason they did that because Ragnarok was a huge Thor story yeah, yeah, as of yeah. recently, and it sold well. And right, it was a fun story. Yeah. Um, so you've got, if you remember, you've seen Thor two, correct? Yes. Uh, I think it was the end of Thor two. It was definitely the end of one of those movies. But at the end of end of it, Loki has changed himself it's officially Odin. into Odin and is ruling his place. And it's been a long time. You know, it's one of those. You know, they forget about that story. What's going on with that? I kept expecting in some other movie for that to be addressed. Nope, they've waited for this one. So this one picks up. But it was addressed. It was addressed. Okay. And it has been a period of time. So this movie does take place time-wise the, the right amount of time for whatever the last. You'd have to go back and do the timelines or whatever. But, you know, the right amount of time since last time. Um, so you, this one deals almost exclusively with. Thor, the Nine Realms, Asgard, um, space, aliens, magic, um, Surtur, Ragnarok, all those. I mean, this one lives within the Thor world. This is not about Earth, where the, you know, the last two movies have revolved around Earth's in danger or exiled to Earth or anything else. This one, this is probably, in my opinion, the most comic book movie 
that Marvel has done. Really? Yeah, Marvel or DC, really, at, at this point. It is the most live and breathe in that entire sci-fi comic book world from beginning to end. It, it no holds barred. It's, it's there. They, they did not, except for maybe one minute of one scene, which works, um, they did not dumb it down for people to go, oh, remember, there's Earth, and these are normal people, or anything like that. You know, they didn't, it's like, if you can't handle the sci-fi, don't, you know, don't buy a ticket. Okay. Um, and, it, and it's a very good story, and it's, it definitely, um, it's a growth for Thor. Um, they do a lot of emotional growth for him, relationship with Loki, um, future of Asgard, um, future of Marvel Universe stuff. I mean, it's, it's done really well. Right. Now you know I have a little girl. You think yes. once or twice or a hundred times. She yeah. saw the first couple. So you can see this I'm guessing? I would say no. Oh really? I would say you know, if you've got a twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old boy or girl, um, it's okay. Depending on the parent, that might be borderline even, but it, it's probably okay. Five, six, seven year old kid, I wouldn't I wouldn't take him to it. There's nothing, and we're not talking about, you know, ripping clothes off and falling into bed and yeah. swearing every other word, but it's just, there's a lot of probably inappropriate jokes or situations, um, some violence, which doesn't get graphical like Jason hunting people in the woods and seeing eyeballs popping out of heads when skulls are crushed. We're not talking that kind of graphic, but stuff that emotionally would... Would not be good. Well, I think Hulk can take Jason. I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, I so. I, I, that that would actually be a good. Uh, actually, complete. <laughs> go back to the news for a second. This is actually I thought about this. The creators of um, Jason Goes to Hell revealed that Jason actually is a deadite. We would add. <laughs> okay. I don't acknowledge that movie is existing, so I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. But okay, but, he's a deadite. Yeah, that so works. Just go back to. Our News. Oh, just to follow on that with the news bit then, and Bruce Campbell was here in town last night at the Coliseum. But neither of us are him. So I'm just depressed by that. That's true. Yeah. We didn't. But just for the reference, the king himself, hail to the king. We baby. both are planning on seeing him, and neither of us are him. Yeah. So anyway. So okay, back so back to Thor. Um, so overall, just A to F. A to F. I've been doing more like one to five stars. Is that okay if I go one to five stars? One to five stars. One to five stars. All right. Which is 8th after 5. Whatever. Well, I, I yeah, I, I know. Um, the core story of the movie, the the um, the setup of the action, the villains, the relationships of the main characters and all that kind of stuff was very, very well constructed. Um, definitely the best Thor story they've done. That part, I would give 5 stars or an A. However, much like I complained about with Guardians of the Galaxy... Or the Orville, the Seth MacFarlane style humor, the toilet humor, fart humor, juvenile humor, whatever you want to call it, is so over the top throughout the entire movie. Intentionally, they they said they intentionally went out of the way to do that. It is so over the top that it constantly pulled me out of the movie to the point that it was distracting, not enjoyable. There were some jokes that worked. I love the hu- I love humor being in it. And Karen had mentioned that if you took like two thirds of the humor out and left about a third of it in, you'd have a five star movie. You'd have an A movie. As it is, when I look at that stuff, I want to give it an F. 
when I look at the main story and what the actors did and the relationships, I want to give it an A. So I'm going to have to give it a C. I have to average it right now. I might over time change, but right now, because I'm so torn, I want to love this movie. I loved so much of what they did in it. I really did. It hurts me to say that. So the I don't want to give it score that. so far that I've seen has been your score. I'm just, I'm just pointing it out there. One of the websites, I can't remember if it's comicbook.com, CBR, or Newsarama, one okay. of them, uh, their review was lots of humor that works, but the movie has no heart. That was their headline. I would reverse that. I would say the movie has a ton of heart, and the humor, while there's a ton of it, doesn't work. But that's, that's another one that gave it a, okay. a mixed review. So I've seen at least one mixed review on a major, major site. Okay, well, there we go. Yeah, I mean, thank you for that jump ball. Yeah. I mean, now I, I think if this was, uh, you know, boost the gold, you'd probably give it a. However, he in his early days or in his disguise as the idiot character, mm-hmm. when he's not really saving the universe and timeline, mm-hmm. is supposed to be juvenile. So this is boost the gold. So, if you name movie. So here we go. Guardians. Okay. Guardians. Yes. I did not care for Guardians. However. From my understanding is, the Guardians of the Galaxy are supposed to have that kind of stupid humor. Yes. Okay. Perfectly fine for them to have it. it that is what that story is. I don't like it. I'm not going to go see it. I, gotta, I didn't go to see two. I didn't pay for one. I watched the copy you loaned me. And after the third attempt, I finally made it all the way through it. But this movie, it didn't fit. At least, you know, if you go into see Ace Ventura, Pet Detective 17 or whatever, you know what to expect. There's only um, like two of those, and they're both terrible. Okay, well, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective 3. Okay. Because this was Thor 3, so that would work. If you go see Ace Ventura 3, you know what to expect. If you go see Thor 3, and you get Ace Ventura 3 on the humor, it, it doesn't work. Um, that, that's my problem. Now, if you like Guardian's humor, or if you like the Orville, you're probably going to love this movie. And a lot of people are. Believe me, a lot of people are going to love this movie. It's Marvel is printing money or Disney, you know they're just printing money by sticking this movie out there. It's it's going to do fantastic. All right. I mean, planning on seeing it. I think I'll enjoy it. Um, I'll say out of all of them, Thor was one of the ones I liked. The first one wasn't great. Like the second one wasn't great. I enjoyed them, but again, C plus. They ended so poorly. I thought they started great and then went downhill. And this- I agree, agree with that, yeah. Um, this one actually went uphill. It, the closer you got to the end, well, the opening is incredible. This is not spoiler here. The opening feels just like watching the opening of a James Bond movie. Okay. Yeah, every James Bond movie kind of starts in the middle of some mission or action or something. Yeah. And he's doing something that might or might not be connected to the later story, but it's, it's kind of a one-and-done moment. And then... Right as he hits a certain moment, whether he jumps off a cliff and pulls the parachute or whatever it is, you know, the music kicks in. And this one had that kind of opening that was really when the opening finished and the Thor Ragnarok logo came up. I honestly sat there thinking, this is going to be the best movie I've seen this year. At that moment, I really thought that. Okay. It did not live up to it because of the humor. But it, again, it's a great movie and a bad movie mixed together. Okay, well, I'll go with that. And again, going back to the first one, the first one started off great. You're right. Um, 
it just had that big lull in the middle of it, mm-hmm. which is just like this is just really getting kind of boring. Yeah, the battle of the destroyer was good. Yeah, right? the very the very very final moments. But it was only like two minute long battle. Yeah. yeah, it really was. It was and that it was really just a big like hour long lull in that movie. I enjoyed it still. I still give yeah. it a C plus. I enjoyed it more than I didn't like it, but again, it was boring. Yeah, this the second one. This battle's longer. Yeah, yeah, the second one. Um, I enjoyed the second one. I'm gonna trash Natalie Portman here for a second. I, I actually like Natalie Portman as an actress. Okay, but you can tell in some movies she kind of phones it in. Okay. She did it in the last Star Wars movie. She did it. I think she did it in um, Thor two. She just didn't. You can tell she wanted to be there. Performance in this one is much, much, much better. You won't have so any out of the way with that at all. Was she Natalie? Wasn't even in it. Was she? I didn't want to okay, spoil okay. anything. Okay, okay, that's not even okay. I don't want to spoil anything. I, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. But you will not have any complaints about okay. her performance. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Because I don't want to spoil any details of the story. Okay. But you will not have any complaints in this one. Okay. In fact, I really don't think of any of the main characters, ones we've already known from other movies, be it her, Thor, Loki, Hulk, you know, everybody is, is really good in everything they do there. Okay. They really are. So that's it. Thor Ragnarok, the John Paul review. B-Man will give you a more up-to-date, non-biased review later on. Oh, that was actually pretty positive. It was a, it was a, a C is not positive. C is not literally middle of the road. It was an A and an F at the same time. Which is not positive. <laughs> that's not positive. All right, all right. If I you go it. into school and you get an A one semester, F in the second semester, you're not doing very good. Well, that's true. You did for one semester, though. And next semester, you, you might really not, messed yeah. up. Yeah, you yeah. really messed up. And so you yes. average to C. Okay. So that's where we are. Next news. Our next item. Next item. Do we want to talk a little bit about Walking Dead and its continuing saga? Uh, well, let's go to Stranger Things for a second. Stranger okay. Things is the next big thing for Netflix. Right. Here's um, one where I'll have to ask you questions because I haven't seen season two of Stranger I watched Things. the first four episodes. Okay, only four. And I'm intentionally spacing it out. Right. And um, people binge-watched it. Like, I was actually reading... It came out Friday. Last yeah. Friday. Did you hear the numbers on that thing? No. 25 million people watched it in its first three days. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, that really is. That's that's huge. I just... I know where I'm, I actually stopped going to Facebook for a while, because on Saturday, people were posting their reviews. I'm like, yeah. you watch it. I'm granted, it's only like nine or episode, eight or nine episodes, I believe. I can't remember which one it was. The first one, I think, was eight. So I think it might be one. eight or nine, one of the two. It's just that... That's still a lot of TV to watch in yeah. a short period yeah. of time. because there's no commercials in it, so yeah. it's straight through. And um, I'm intentionally spacing this one out a little bit, okay. doing an episode here, episode there. Just the fact that, and I'm enjoying it so far, first good. episode, good. thought are really good. Um, it's just that I know once I finish this, it's going to be another year before yeah. we see part yeah. And this is actually why I don't really like the streaming service that much. I kind of like at least what CBS is doing with Star Trek, which is they still gave me the one, it one a week. Yeah, yeah, one a week. Therefore, when it ends, you have a you know half a year lull. Yeah, and then you can get back to it again. And if you are somebody who likes to just marathon them, you know, just binge watch them, right. you just wait till the end of it and then do the whole thing. Either way, I mean, I like to if I really like Stranger Things Part One, I watched it all once, or at least in one yeah. week. Yeah. And I watched it again before the uh, second season came out. Okay. I just, but so far it's been good. Um, I will say the first couple episodes I saw, I saw, they probably could have condensed it a little bit. That's the question I wanted to ask. Is you know my feelings on the first season? Right. First, season I thought I... the story was really good. Right. The act, the, the kids, the actors in it, adults too. I think all did a great job. Right. My only complaint with season one was the eight episodes. They they. 
they intentionally felt like something out of the 80s, uh, early 90s, you know, X-Files meets Goonies type thing. Right. If this was an X-Files story, because that could easily have just been turned into an X-Files, Mulder and Scully investigating this story yeah. that happened. They would have finished it in one episode or max a two-parter. Just in the, because of the format of X-Files, they would have finished it in one or two hours, not eight. So it felt very, very drug out. That, well, that was my complaint of the first season. This was to keep the Goonies E.T. feel, where it's actually little kids doing the investigation. The adults are the bad guys, and then there's a close yeah. adults as well. Um, I will say, when a show is only eight episodes long, that when you have the one or two episodes kind of drag it out, like oh, it's yeah. still enjoyable. The first couple episodes still enjoyable, but I'm like, you really could have shrank this down a little bit. Yeah. Third one was one that really hooked me. Okay. So it took me three episodes to get really hooked. Um, you didn't but again, dislike the first two. Didn't dislike them. Right. It could have been condensed. Um, it's just one of those things. I like how they're doing the eight episodes instead of the twelve or twenty-four, whatever it is. Just the fact that okay, we have a story to tell. This is the story you want Here to it tell. Is, and we're done. And we're done. All right. So um, is everybody back for this one. Everybody from the first one. Well, I don't want to ruin anything for you, John Paul. All right. Well, when I say everybody, the main characters the main who were characters. alive at the end of season one. Uh, yes. That we knew were alive, yes. were not disappeared. Like the sheriff, the mom, the kid who disappeared for a while. I mean, like all the characters they are who all back, are. Yes. Everyone's back. Yeah. If you saw them in the last episode, in the last five minutes of season one, they're all back for this one. Yeah, they all okay. came back. Um, Paul Reiser's in it. Sean Ashton's in it. Huh. There's a little okay. 80s tires come back for this right. one. Um, not to give any names away, when you do see Thor, there's a lot of cameos in it. Which I'm not going to say who or where or anything. Watch for cameos. There, there's some very cool ones in it. Just, okay. I just want to say I that. Believe it. Okay. But so Paul Reiser, that's cool. I love, I love Paul Reiser. Yeah, he's been gone for a while. Like I didn't recognize him at first, and I was like, "That's Paul Reiser." I'm like, "Yeah, it really is." I don't know what all he's been doing. And he's a he's a pretty big role in it so far. Good. Uh, so does Sean Astin. So um, it's good to see these '80s stars. Cause I kind of want Corey Feldman to show up. I don't know if he is or not. <laughs> I don't think he's going to, but I like to see him show up. They need a vampire for him to slay if he's in a show. They, they would. They, they do. Um, or he needs to shave his head and confront the bad guy. And, uh, well, she reminds me. I wanted to watch The Lost Boys for Halloween. I never did. Yeah. I'm setting myself right now. All right. But so far, four episodes in, I enjoy it. But it feels pretty much like a continuation of the same story. Just like, yeah. You know, not, it's not, whoa, they took a way, major left turn. Nothing like this, that. This is definitely a continuation. Okay. Um, you know, it's one of those things, if they keep going more stories after this... Kind of like I felt in like Batman, for example. Mm-hmm. Like sooner or later, just move out of Gotham. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> you know. All right. So how about this? Here's a problem with shows that have kid actors in them, mm-hmm. especially this age kids. They're in an age where they start going through major growth spurts and changes, you know, physical changes, where they noticeably older, bigger, more no. mature, or anything else yet. No, not at all. Actually, they okay. actually seemed like this. It does take place. At uh, probably a year after um, the first one. Okay. They need to do that, so at least if there is growth, it makes sense for the characters. Yeah, it, it would. Um, but but I, remember, I remember that in Harry Potter, that some of the characters, maybe not the main ones, the main ones the main ones had kind of a very gradual growth phase, which was good. But there were some of the background actors, like um, Ron Weasley's brothers and others, that just shot up between one movie and the next. And it's like, whoa, where did that, you know, where did that come from? Well, isn't also, because uh, remember Ginny Weasley... In those movies, yeah, she just shot up in age like immediately. Like, oh wow, she's a little girl now. She's she yeah. did at one point, yeah. 
And it, I gotta say, um, Finn Wolfhard, I think his name is, he's having the time of his life right now. Yeah. He's the main character in Stranger Things, or one of the main kids in Stranger Things. Probably the main, I think. Okay. And he just finished It, which is mm. the biggest horror movie in history right now. Yeah. So this guy, I mean, he's gotta be on Cloud Nine right now. Um, It'd be interesting to see if he goes along the lines of um, the kid who played Joffrey, though. If he's if he hits a point where he says, "You know, this life is not for me," and the fact that I've already done all this and made this much money, I can now do whatever I want with my life. And, and, and the guy who played Joffrey didn't walk away from it upset or angry. It was just more of a, "This was good to me. I appreciate it. I'm upset for life. I'm good. Upset, but it's not really what I want to do. Right. That, that's that's a very mature approach to it." Correct. Um, I, I am see. afraid of the kids at this age that they get so powerful or so big so fast. Yeah. What's going to happen to them in like five, six years? Yeah. You know, um, are they going to stay mature? You know, do the Drew Barrymore thing where she gets disgracefully older? A Drew Barrymore, a Corey Feldman, yeah. a Will Wheaton, um, any number of them who go through these cycles of popularity, bad stuff, whatever the bad stuff is, yeah. or can't get work, or depression because of that, you know, yeah. the up and down. Are they going to be huge? Are they going to stay big and stay huge? Or are they going to go be next to Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. Which I hope that's not the case. Yeah, we hope it is not, not for any of them. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I really enjoy all the kids. All the kids are great. Good, good. They've added a couple new characters, which are enjoyable. So far, I'm enjoying it. I but I'm going to keep spacing it out. Okay. Well, I will say, when I saw the trailer for It, because I didn't care anything about seeing the movie yet. Yeah. And I saw the trailer. I didn't even realize the trailer was for it. I mean, if I had known, I don't think it would have changed what I felt. But I start watching the trailer in the movies. You know, I'm sitting there in the theater, and the trailer's going, so you can't skip over it or anything, and waiting for some other movie. I don't know if it's Wonder Woman, for all I know. I, I have no idea. Whatever it was, watching it, watching it. And as I'm watching it, I'm sitting here thinking, and not. Be- and I didn't realize the, the kid from this was in it. I didn't recognize him if, yeah. in the trailer if he was there. Um, I'm watching the trailer thinking, wow, this looks a lot like watching Stranger Things. <laughs> That's what I felt up until, oh, this is it. You know, there's a certain moment in the trailer where you realize what it is. Yeah. Um, whether it's the balloon or whatever, you know, it's like, that's what it is. But up to that point, and I came out of that trailer going, you know, I kind of want to see this movie. So I like Stranger Things enough to want to see something I thought looked like it. I just... I hate it when they drag it out unintentionally. And see, the or, problem is with Stranger Things, you had the, sa- the same thing that happened to me with uh, Doctor Strange, which hype, was hype, like, hype. it hyped up so much oh, to yeah. you that if it wasn't an A-plus TV show, you weren't going to enjoy it. Yeah, and it, it took me many, many, many months before I got to it, and everybody had called it, from my point of view, everybody had been saying it was the best thing that had ever been created on the face of the planet. That's what it felt like. No, and that was a lot of hype, and I'm one of those guys that said it to you. I went back, watched it again, and I still enjoy it. Yeah. Um... But I actually now kind of realize, is it Game of Thrones level? No. But it's up there. It's still really good. I, think it's it's probably, the, I will say it's probably more rewatchable than some of the Game of Thrones stuff, though. Yeah, no, For me, at least, to be more rewatchable. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same point, too, it's one of the better shows, you know, mm-hmm. of the year. It's what I'd say it's in the top. Is it the best? No. But it's up there. It's yeah. really enjoyable. So, um, so far, I'm really enjoying this season, too. Well, so cool. Go there. Cool. Yes. Now we can do Walking Dead. Let's just briefly do Walking Dead, because I don't think we have a whole lot more to add to it. Yeah. Um, how many episodes have been on now? Two? Two. Two. Right. I'll make sure I'm... The reason I ask is because from episode one to episode two, it felt very, very constant. It was not, you know, 
previous season, we talked about how they'll have a huge first one and a huge last one, and in the middle, eh. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. This one, it was a very much continuation. Episode one and two, you could have put together into a two-hour movie, and it would have, it would have blended seamlessly. Really well, yes. I don't know if we'll keep doing that. Um, be fine with me. And you don't have to keep the action ramped up, but just keep the pacing and everything about the same. Um, I thought it was good. Yep. Enjoyable. Still have some problems with a few decisions. Um, whether it's decisions of characters or decisions of the actor, directors, or whoever, to focus here versus there. You know, I mean, Father Gabriel was captured at the end of episode one. Or not captured, but, you know, kind of trapped. Unless I missed it, we didn't even revisit that in the second episode. It didn't. And actually, just to go back to that for a second, end of episode one, you know, Negan's like, I hope you have those pants on, and yeah. he's standing with his bat, Gabriel's in trouble. Then you realize Gabriel's holding a machine gun. Yeah. Negan's holding a baseball bat. Gabriel goes there with the tension of making sure Negan dies. Why not just start pulling the trigger? Just open fire on him yeah. right there. There's nothing he can do to you. No. No matter how, I mean, I don't care if he's daredevil with that baseball bat. He's not going to stop you from hitting him. Right. Now, if it was a case where it's like Lex Luthor, let's not yes. take Negan. If it was Lex Luthor, and your mind could process this fast enough, you'd realize, okay, two people have a better chance of getting out of the situation we're in than one. Bad guy in front of me or not, he's smart and realizes two people have a better chance than one. He's probably thinking the same thing. We should work together at least until we're safe, and then we can try to kill each other. A Lex Luthor, you could do that with. Um, probably Kingpin, you could do that with. Um, Negan... Just start firing, because for all you know, Negan's just going to start bashing your head in yeah. at any moment. Smart, but you just don't know. For their exposure to him and everything, they just don't know. My biggest complaint of this season, in continuation from last season, was it does seem like they're dumbing some characters down. Mm-hmm. They're dumbing the decisions down. And I'll go with the idea that maybe it's because society is falling so fast, so, and that you know these guys, I'm sure they're sleep-deprived, they're starving, yeah. all this kind of stuff, that maybe they're just not thinking clearly. Could be. It just does seem like a lot of these having these big master plans, like even in the first episode, yeah. big master plans. There's Negan right in front of you. Shoot you go over there with attention to killing this one guy. Kill the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give him an opportunity to do anything. Right. Just kill him. That's why you're there. Because if you really are concerned about protecting the other people inside, shooting him and the other lieutenants is probably the best thing to do. Right. I mean, if I'm going to rob a bank, and there's a million dollars standing right in front of me, the bank, all the money's right in front of me, I'm not going to rock around and talk to all the tellers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take that money, and I'm going to leave. There you go. And, and that's why I, I kind of hate some of the direction they're going right now, where well, it's, okay, this is a lot of fun, this is a lot of excitement, there's a lot of action. At the same point, too, is tell a different story with this action. Yeah, is it necessary? Don't, yeah. yeah, don't dumb these characters down. Yeah. I will say my only real complaint that I remember from it, um, I thought the plan was great. Um, so there's several action sequences throughout the second episode. Mm-hmm. One of them have the cars pull up with their shields all to one side, and you have a group of the saviors trapped in this little alley, you know, almost like a loading dock type area. Yeah, They've got a few cars sitting there they can hide behind, but there's not a whole lot of hiding. Which really bothers me because this is a loading dock area, and you should never park at a loading dock. There you go. Just there we go. Yeah. Unless you're in the zombie apocalypse, yes, maybe. Okay. So they pull up and start firing on them. There is no stop and give them a ultimatum or anything. Right. Start firing. So they did exactly what we said with Negan. 
They should have done that. Right. Started firing. Um, takes out several of them instantly. The others drop down and they start firing back and forth. But for a huge chunk of the episode, the good guys just stay behind their barriers and just keep firing away, firing away. Like, ammo is, you know, everywhere. That's a problem because they've talked about there's not that much ammo. But, yeah. Okay, fine. Let's say they said it's worth shooting every last bullet they have for this situation. So firing, firing, firing. And they never close in on them, never move in. And the saviors actually mention that, that you know, they're too chicken. They're not going to come in here and get us. We need to rush them. We need to do whatever. Yeah. It was part of a master plan. It was part of the master and plan. And that was a cool plan. Fantastic. They just had to hold them down until their own people came back as zombies and tore into them. And that starts happening. And to this point, they haven't lost anybody. Or if they did, you know, you didn't see it or it was clipped. And after it looks like they've won, all of a sudden they take several injuries all at once. It looks like the tide turns. Who was left to keep firing at them? No, it, they, they it, had to be... Um, it just didn't seem to fit. It does... I mean, I'm going to ask you this question here. Because to me it feels like Star Wars, for example. Take Star Wars in consideration. Mm-hmm. The heroes land on Endor. You know Luke, Han... Later, they're going to be okay. Yeah. Everybody else is expendable. Right. And it's starting to feel like that for Walking Dead for me. Where Rick's going in the situation, Sean's going to be there, Carol's going to be there, Carol's going to be there, Daryl's going to be there. And they're all going to be okay. And the first few seasons, they weren't going to be okay. Right. Someone's going to die. Every, everybody was on the chopping block. Yeah. These last few, I would say probably last three or four seasons, I'm not concerned about them dying anymore. I'm really not. Yeah, if you're a first-tier character, yeah. right now you feel very safe. Glenn was the last one that was a first-tier character that left. But it was, in the comics, it was a major point in the comics. Right. You even knew it was coming. Outside of him, Daryl is original. Carol, they've gone such a completely different direction with and so on. that it, Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, Carol died back in the prison in the comics. She yeah. killed herself. Sophia's still alive. At least last I was reading. There we go. So, so, um, so yeah, it's, you're right. They've... It's a it's a problem of being as successful as they are. They are so successful that and these characters are so loved. Yeah, can you really get rid of them? Right. Even if they want to, is the network going to let them? Yeah. And and that's the thing right now is the, one of the best things about Walking Dead was you never knew you had to watch it. These characters were in danger constantly. I, yeah. I lost that feeling. Yeah. I don't think I ever really recovered from the end of the Negan episode where he first shows up. Yeah. He's going to kill somebody in that one year-long cliffhanger. I was like, what was a cliffhanger? No, the entire season was a cliffhanger. Yeah, it, it was really stupid. Was. We knew he was going to come in. He was bashing his heads in. We'd know who it was going to be. And then they still don't reveal. And it's going to reveal for a year. Yeah. I never recovered from that moment, I don't yeah. think. I still enjoyed the show. But, you know, three, four years ago, this was a must-watch. I had to stay up late that night, watch it. Yeah. It's not that way anymore for me. When you get to it, you're not going to take weeks to get to it, but you don't have to watch it instantly. Right. I have. Just the fact that nothing's really been on. There's only been two episodes. So. Right. But um, at this point in time, my wife, if she ever came to me and said, can you watch this tomorrow, watch this Wednesday, something like that? It'd be fine. I would tell that's fine. One Game last, of Thrones, I'm not like that. Yeah. So one last dead type piece before we close up things here. Yeah. Um, I posted the story, I think it was yesterday, the day before. Um George Romero's son. You know, George Romero died earlier this year. Um, George Romero's son has been working on something for quite a while. A prequel, or it's not a prequel, sorry, not a prequel, a prelude 
there's very subtle differences there. I'm not going to worry about There's not about really much difference there, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We'll go. If you look at Webster's Dictionary, there's yeah, just a slight... I, I know. I know. You know what I mean, but I think it's kind of dumb to worry about it. But anyway, his words, a prelude to Night of the Living Dead, the original. He's, he has a script, and he's been working on it and working on getting money raised and doing it, and they finally released a poster artwork in the title, Rise of the Living Dead. And... Supposedly, his father had read the script and said it was genius and all this kind of stuff, which is great. Um, Does it take place back in the 70s then? It's, it's supposed to be a prelude, prequel, whatever you want to call it, to that first one. So, I wonder if it's going to be a prelude to a reboot of just re- yeah, making there the was, first one. I think so. there, was, there was a remake of Die Living Dead and a remake of Dawn. Right. I don't know if there was a remake of Day, but the first two, there was remakes. Um I guess you could if you wanted to make it modern day, but I'd actually rather them go back and do it. In fact, even do it black and white if you want. That's the thing is, much as I love zombies, for Walking Dead, the slow zombies work fine. Yeah. Because the zombies aren't really the problem. Not anymore, definitely. No, they've been the problem since like season two. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are situations, there's moments, yeah. There's moments, yeah. But, um... The fast, the fast zombies, the ones that I hate to say, Zack Snyder introduced in yeah. Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, those are the ones that kind of panic me. But see, the original Night of the Living Dead and all that are still the slow zombies. And all I can think is Prelude. The one thing we never saw when you saw Night of the Living Dead, you saw it from the point of view of Barbara and her brother going to the graveyard. One zombie attacks them, and then when she makes it to the farmhouse. And um, I can't remember the actor who played the original in the remake. It was Tony Todd. But um, one of the guys shows up, and the two of them barricade themselves in. A little by little, there's more people there. You never knew how it started. I thought it was brilliant how they had the radio and the TV giving them clips and bits of what was going on in the world. But you only got little bits. You had, maybe it could be this, maybe it could be that, but you never really knew. All I can think is a prelude shows you how it all happened, how it all started. I watch that. The problem is, the last time I watched it, I remember being really bored. Because, again, it was just... There's one scene in particular, I the blonde lady's name. Bar- um, Barbara. Was it Barbara? Yeah. Okay. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. yeah. She was, the zombies come walking towards her, and she's seeing her, whatever her friend's name is, being attacked. and yep. you know, She's panicking because it's coming towards her. But it's going so slowly. Just walk away slowly. You'll be fine. And that's why I'm not intimidated by these zombies. At least in um, you know, Walking Dead or other movies, they swarm really fast. And Night of the Living Dead, because the budget yeah. was so low, they didn't really, there wasn't that many zombies around. They yeah. didn't really swarm as much. Right. So that kind of always bothered me to watch that original. It's that, why I really like the remake. Uh, did you see the remake with Patricia Tallman and Tony Todd? The remake of... Night of the Living Dead. When was the remake? That was um, late 90s, early 2000s, somewhere right in there. I know um, they remade Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that, it was later they did Dawn. They remade Night of the Living Dead. And the same situation. Um, Patri- Patricia Tallman, redhead, she's been in a number of things. Okay. Um, she plays Barbara. Her and her brother go to the graveyard. The same start. And in the original, Barbara stays pretty much a zombie. Not literal zombie, but you know, just kind of in a trance the whole movie. She's in shock. In this one, there are several key moments in the movie where... We people like us sit around and say, "Why don't they do that? Or why don't they do that?" They had the characters do something slightly different in the remake to say, "Well, what would have happened if something was different?" So she snaps out of her trance in in the remake. Um, 
Tony Todd and the guy who's got his family, the, the two of them are always fighting, but they're down in the basement, they make some different decisions. Because um, you know, the, the argument is, it's safer in the basement. No, it's safer upstairs. No, it's safer in the basement. No, it's safer upstairs, and all this kind of stuff. You get to find out by changing those situations and people arguing for different points what could be different. But they make a comment in there. Um, Barbara looks out the window. They're moving so slow. Argument, 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 argument in the background. They're so slow. Argument, argument, argument. You could just walk right past them. Argument, argument. Nobody pays attention to her until finally at the end, when everyone, you know, everything's finally falling apart, she has a gun and she just leaves the house. And several points where she's just walking past zombies, has her gun out ready to shoot them, but they're so slow she doesn't have to even waste a bullet and can just go right past them. She shot of the dead addressed that in the deleted scenes or the not made scenes ever was. Yeah. When Sean, you saw Sean of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. You know, he chases away from the Winchester and they yeah. go after him and that kind of stuff. And he addresses it, how he escaped. He's like, the one thing people don't realize, they're so slow. And yet you see a power he's trying to, he sits down and waits to catch up to him. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I kind of wish they added that to the movie itself. But like, let me ask you as a final question, the yeah. zombie thing then. Do you prefer the fast or slow zombies? I think I prefer slow because it's more traditional. But it probably depends on the story. If you write a great fast zombie story, or you write a great slow zombie story, it probably doesn't matter. It comes down to how good of a story you write. I actually agree with somewhat. I like the slower zombies as long as they swarm. Mm-hmm. I need a swarm yeah, of zombies. Yeah, one by itself. One or two yeah. zombies, to me, is unintimidating. Right. Other than that, the Dawn of the Dead zombies were, or the 28 Days Later zombies, yeah. where they're just pure rage. Not I think 28 zombies. Days Later is where they did it first, wasn't it? I can't remember which came out first, Dawn of the Dead. Right. But anyway, but they, they came out at the same yeah. time. Um, but the rage zombies, yeah. I think the most terrifying because they are pure rage. Yeah. And that's all they want to do. So I go with that. So, yeah. All right. So here we are at the end of the episode. We actually went pretty long today. Um, but we still need a B Man question of the week for next time. I have it. I remembered it now. All righty. All right. So just say for argument's sake, you cast a superhero. You and I should be actors. Yeah. We weren't. Okay. I blame you for this, but whatever. Okay. Okay. Do you have a timeline of how long you're going to be the superhero for? Like, you're going to be in three movies, ten movies, ten years? Uh, there, or, do, you, do you want a limit of some time? Do you want a limit? Or limit? Or you, you know what? I'm in here indefinitely. All right. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I, can, I bet we talk about that a long time next time. Probably. I could be wrong, but I bet we do. Or it could be three minutes. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, for John Paul. Be man. We are out of here.